0: Hello and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy, whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions. Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision
1: for you and your family, here are your hosts...
2: and welcome to welcome home radio where real estate lending and learning come together we are back for 2022 welcome and we are so excited Uh, again we're gonna have some changes going on this year we will no longer be live but we're doing this new thing called video podcast which again for me it's new it's probably old for you but you can find us at welcomehomeradio.net, our webpage, welcomehomeradio.net. You can leave your questions every show there. We'll try to answer them or get to them on, on the following shows. But we just, we are so excited to finally be back for 2022. And I got to tell you, our first topic right off the bat is changes for 2022. What is happening? And of course, one of our key sponsors, Uh, So thrilled to have him, Champion School of Real Estate. In fact, represented right here with us is Tom. How are you doing? Welcome back, Tom. So glad to see you. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you so much. 2022. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I of course, people always... around me <laughs>
2: <laughs> and always with us is Alan Pace, Fathom Realty. So glad you're here, Alan. How you doing?
0: Doing great and good to see you guys again and looking
2: forward to a wonderful 2022 optimistic, just like Tom said. Yes, we are. I mean, it's awesome. But Tom, just want to so thank you, Champions where, I mean, really, if you can give us a quick thing, learning about real estate market, you can do anything there from survey and appraisal, realtor, lender. I mean, you guys do it all there, don't you?
1: Yeah, we sure do. We, we not only do it just for the state of Texas in certain situations, we're actually nationwide now. For instance, I teach a national class, a nationwide class uh, for folks that are in Hawaii or people that are in Maine or Florida Um, I have students from all over, uh, that want to get, their 20 hour requirements met, uh, for the national mortgage licensing system in preparation of their tests. So we're excited at champions without a doubt that this is, uh, something we can offer and the platform we provide again, provides uh, that real estate licensing, as you mentioned in lots of different States as well. So uh it, it's it's an ongoing deal my classes i had the biggest class i've ever had over in the fort worth campus this last uh week and i just was kind of like okay so is this an indication of 2022 that we're going <laughs> to see more people than ever applying to be in the fields but uh i you know i hope we give a, a an, enough that
2: everybody can benefit now you do do online and in person right I do both. Because you're not both. going to Hawaii for those classes, otherwise, no, going to carry your that, bags <laughs> to you.
1: That's a good point. No, I'm not. Uh, I feel real blessed that we've got a, a a powerful system that allows us to do online classes as well.
2: Well, we are so thankful for that sponsorship and and for this year. And you can find more about Champion School of Real Estate at Welcome. HomeRadio.net. Now, guys, getting to our topic today, I am very excited to make sure people understand why these changes are taking place and why they're good or bad. Again, I want to t- I want to make sure we touch on the pros and cons. And right off the bat, new loan limits for 2022. This is huge because the jump was large. Conventional loan limit up to six four seven two hundred six. $147,200 standard conventional home. VA, the same limit. Again, that's a tremendous move for veterans, 100% financed opportunity. FHA, 420,68. That was a huge jump. All of these, Tom, aren't they just a large percentage? I mean, we've moved double digits, but not at this rate before in the past. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that would be exactly correct. And that's a reflection, of course, of uh, year over year and pricing increases. You know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were going to go with 625 before this uh, uh, Christmas time came along. And they said, no, we're going to go with the 647.2 number. And that's the first time they've done that, which is actually have two changes in our announced changes before. Uh, they got to the actual final figure that they're using this year. But that's a huge reflection of the year-over-year increase in pricing uh, by county uh, or parish throughout the United States.
2: Now, Now, why are we talking about this? I'm sure there's somebody listening to this going, why is this important? What is the reason for this? Well, before, if you had to increase to these numbers, you would be required to go into a jumbo loan scenario. Which normally involves stricter credit requirements, maybe larger down payments. The benefit is, of course, going to a conventional higher, it, it brings in the standard loan programs, three, five, 10%, 20% down payment, uh, flexible credit score requirements, depending on which solution you're using. And of course, adjustable rate mortgages along with fixed. FHA home buyers, I mean, you don't have to have sterling credit, but it does give us that higher debt to income ratio for a larger or higher price home. So you see the benefits of I don't have to go into a 20% or 25% down scenario into a jumbo world by having these higher loan limits. I mean, Alan, doesn't that help us out on buyer situations, especially where
0: home prices are going? Well, yeah, the more you can qualify somebody, uh, you know, the more money we have to qualify people, the more money we can, or the more people we can qualify. So these are all good things, um, but Tom's right, the inflation on the houses, it's gone up and these limits were needed to be increased to uh, let the average person, you know, find the American dream. So it's a good thing. What are are the
2: cons here, Tom? What what can be the downsize? Is it opening up? too much credit for somebody that's maybe home poor all of a sudden because they got into their fantasy home or Cinderella story home. I mean, are are we open up Pandora's box a little bit here? Is that a con for this?
1: Uh, It's a mixed bag uh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you still got to qualify. I mean, the, the numbers are still there that are intrinsic with regards to your income versus your, uh, debt versus the house payment that you'll be making, so that what we call debt to income (DTI) is still a consideration no matter what. So sure. I can't say it's such a, a necessarily a bad thing. It does allow for those people which were buying a home that was four hundred and fifty thousand. And they signed up for it last year to be built, and now the house is $550,000 above what the limit was last year. It may put them in a state of mind that says, well, the government says uh, this loan limit's better. And keep in mind, Congress does have to approve these loan limits through FHFA, Federal Housing Finance Agency, because these loan limits are approved, people may get a false sense of security that, well, if they say I can still put down 5% on a $550,000 house versus a $450,000 house, and that differential, I quote, is realistic. You may have contracted for a house last year at four fifty, and by the time they finish building it, they may tell you, well, you want to buy it, it's going to be five fifty. Builders can do that without changing anything in the contract it's whatever they end up saying the house is worth at the end okay
2: wait whoa 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 Let's well go if you back. read if
0: you read builder contracts close it pretty much spells it out it's about 99 percent builder favorable <laughs> seriously <laughs> and they can you know buyers and you have to have a good talk with a buyer of a new construction home i mean it's a great option for people but you know they can make changes and some have Prices go up during the process. Well, that
2: concerns me. I mean, if if we're having changes to a contract price, I mean, are, are, are is everyone aware of that when they go into that or are they blind to that? Because I don't think a lot of people understand that their price in no, price lot actually
0: actually change. A lot of people don't. A lot of people found out about it during this recent, you know, material shortage and, You know, it started, I think, with the lumber prices going up. And, of course, there's lumber in every home that's built and a lot of it. So um, that's kind of where it started. But they have their own issues in new construction. You know, the the materials are still short, brick, um, windows are slow to be delivered, lumber. um, And remember, if you bought lumber in December, it might be getting delivered right now, but you're paying December prices, which were through the roof. So all that comes into play for the new construction thing. It's not all just, you know, hey, buy a new home. It's going to be amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot that goes into that. And people are finding out the hard way, unfortunately.
2: What else do we have with, you know, even USDA went up. If what I was able to track down, and I, I have to admit, I have not done a USDA in three years, but three eight hundred is you know we've increased the buying capacity for these loan uh programs what are we running into this is a great pro but again the market's going up are we setting people up to fail is my concern
0: (laughs) i don't know i don't know as if that changed over the years i mean even you know years and years ago when interest rates were really high and and the prices were you know lower the cost of living, you adjust the dollar. I don't think it's really changed much. You're always going to have people that, that fall into the overspend trap. You know, mm-hmm. they, they live over their means. I don't think that's going to change, but what I like about the limits going up now as a realtor is more people can be serious in the market. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people paying cash these days. That's another show we'll have to do someday about asset management companies and all that stuff going into it and um you know in the real estate world in the buying world and the selling world all these things come into play so um all in all this is a good thing these uh, these limits going up i think it might okay be. tom your final thoughts
1: well i'm i'm a little bit more cautious than alan because i'm so much older than him
0: <laughs> that's right young man <laughs>
1: Um, the last time I lived through high inflation of this nature, I've lived through inflation at three and six and 7%, but when you actually encourage encounter it at seven and a half, and I know this will be a part of the topics we talk about today, not only when they move into that house has their cost of the house and the acquisition gone up along with the interest rates that normally accomplish uh, a company inflation but the cost of them living in that house now has gone up with the utilities cost, uh with the uh cost of if they used to think they would hire somebody to do the lawn i can tell you next year that the lawn folks are not going to do it for the same price they did it last year uh the water that they use i keep use telling my house, wife
2: i'm not going to do it for the same price next year i and she just doesn't <laughs> believe me i she's non-negotiable what's wrong with her I'm telling you, I tried. I was wondering to- why you bought two new lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, I get no breaks on negotiation with her. I don't know why. I can understand, but
1: you know, the bottom line becomes that that overall cost, and we're already—I mean, we already see forty-seven people. Blah blah. Forty-seven percent of the people who buy homes. Exceed the 43% back ratio maximum that's recommended by Fannie and Freddie. That's I know, that's nearly one out of two, and all this is going to do is push that number up this year. Yeah. So that's my word of caution with regards to the you know need to pay as much as you possibly can pay for a house, and the sanity of then having to live in it and afford that house as
0: well. We call it for I agree. And I, you know, I too have lived through that and bought my first house was 14% interest rate. And that took up a really big chunk of what we made as a family. Yeah. And I will tell you, it was difficult. And I have a lot of friends and it might be that number, Tom, one out of every two and a half, you know, didn't come through that. So I'm just saying, I don't think, I mean, this is an uncomfortable territory and a new territory for a lot of people. have not been through it but what i'm trying to say is well we can get through this and i think people are are making the moves to try to get through it um there's still always going to be those people that don't but um but we we move onwards amen well want to want to bring up our next sponsor real
2: quick uh fidelity national title just want to thank them so much for their support for 2022 because our next topic kind of falls into that with what's changed in 2022 which is a basic thing, but it's forgotten. And that is filing for homestead is able to happen immediately now. You don't have to wait. And now I think we all can share horror stories about people. We build into a loan program that this is their primary home. You get to file a homestead exemption here. Therefore, some value of that home comes off for tax reasons. And therefore, you get a little bit discounted on your property tax. Well, here in Texas, property tax is the biggest part <laughs> of the cost. Uh, we just lost Tom. I don't know why. Uh, kind of look funny, Tom. I don't know why. I'm fixing uh, something. <laughs> I like the way that moves when he talks. That's yeah, cool. It's pretty cool. Public well, Tom, it's really moving.
1: <laughs> Public doesn't want to see this. But so one, of
2: the, one of the things that is happening with ex- filing your homestead exemption is people forget. And then all of a sudden, their taxes—you can't go back and you know file that again. So being able to file it at your title company when you close on your loan is a really a positive thing. So one, it's not forgotten. Two, we ensure it's taken place. Three, therefore, it is the numbers end up being right at the end of the year. Is that would y'all all all agree with that experience? That it's—I'd say about fifty percent of the people forget. We try to remind them. We email them. And we do everything we can to some, Hey, don't forget to file your homestead exemption come December, but guess what? It happens. Would y'all agree?
0: The homestead thing is really tricky for some folks, even though you talk to them about it. I uh, recently had a friend who uh, helped buy a home several years ago and we talked about it and um, he happened to marry a woman quite a bit older than him. And uh, she turned 65 and I said, Rick, you did you file for your, you know, exemption for 65? And he goes, what? Go, yeah, we talked about this three years ago. <laughs> Today's the day, buddy. And I put it on my calendar to call him up. And he went crazy. He just makes a difference. It does make a difference. And I think.
2: Allowing that, I don't know, Tom, why was it historically not allowed to be filed when you close on the home? What was the reasoning that they held that off until the end of the year each year?
1: Well, because you had to be um, the owner of record for, you you could file it, but you had to be the owner of record January 1st of the year in which you were (laughs) filing for the homestead exemption. So the actual homestead exemption as such only applied if I bought a house last year in December uh, and I and I filed the next month in January or whatever, I would get the exemption because I was owner of record in that next year. Now, when you file it, you actually become owner of record as a homestead the year in which you filed it. So that's why it's important to do it as soon as possible, in order to get the credit for the year in which you're living in it, um, whether have- it's
2: one month or, or ten months. One month or ten months. So I think that is important. I think it is a very positive thing. Jeff Duffy with uh, Fidelity National Title can help us discuss that again or ask your questions at WelcomeHomeRadio.net. We can kind of give you some information, but this is a positive thing for everyone out there every transaction uh because a lot of times they were running on the previous the sellers um filing and for that year so i think it's a great thing coming up now the final thing we want to bring up i think this is going to be a really interesting topic uh for us and i kind of bring up uh, our next sponsor real quick because he's he's kind of he kind of involves in this a little bit but goosehead insurance christian ford Awesome guy. Loved having them around. Uh, Worked with him for over seven years. Just loves what he does and helps out a lot of people, whether it be your home or your auto or even personal. But guys, the CPI report came out last week. Consumer price index. It came out at seven and a half percent. Seven and a half percent inflation. Now, Here's the thing that I don't think they want us talking about. And I want our listening audience to know about that is that that price has stripped out the volatile food and energy prices in that CPI report. And it really, that's about 5.5% above what they're reporting. So really a truer inflation rate of 13% is reality. And historically we have, when we've reached those negative numbers, we've seen a recession. If we look historically across, Tom, correct me where I'm wrong, but is there any reason we should not be expecting another one soon? I'm
1: sorry, another, another recession. Oh. Uh, gosh, I, mean, if I wish, you, 13, I wish or- you hadn't asked me that. Do I have to answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Um, Come on, Tom. I'll take a stab at it
0: whenever he's ready.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I I think it's logical to expect. And remember what recessions uh, are. They're slowing of the economy. And, you know, recessions do correct when in a capitalistic society, we see things coming back the other way um, with lowering pricing and that type of deal. Yeah, it it is so likely that what we've got or what we're mixing together will cause that it's impossible to say uh, yes, but it's also impossible to say no, because the the factors are there. And just like you pointed out the year over year pricing, I saw what numbers this morning on the increase in pricing in Hunt County, which, you know, a little small county, smallest county in Texas. Uh, Their pricing increase is 28% year over year. Wow. 28%. Kauffman County was 27%. So I'm just amazed that even as you see this affecting us, of course, in Dallas-Fort Worth and the major metropolitan areas, you're seeing these builders go further and further out to build homes. You're seeing people moving further and further out because the cost is less out if you get out in the country, that's always been something we've said. That's what all those, um, uh, what do they call them? R- real towers. the r- real cars. That's what they always tell you. Move further away. It'll be less expensive to live. Blah, blah, blah. Remember real cars are
0: taught by T-TARS.
2: Oh, oh, ooh. yikes. It does have, it is the circle of life. <laughs> well, now, now with this inflation, of course, you know, we've been running at a Fed fund rate of 0%. They've already said they've got to attack inflation by raising that. Therefore, rates are gonna go up. There is nothing going to stop. Rates are climbing. We're already seeing that now. That means, Alan, people can
0: buy less home because rates are rising. Is that not correct? Yeah, in general, that is correct. And, you know, just to touch on that last subject, The average person who, you know, people are watching the show and they are actually doing the shopping. They're feeling they know milk is going up. They know gas is going up. They know they're everything's going up. And that by itself will create change at the voting booth. And it also touches about the economy and change will happen. Nothing goes straight up. There will be some kind of correction at some point. Um, I've lived long enough. So you guys, nothing just goes up, 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 up without some point coming back down, whether it be October 87, or 2006, or whatever year that was, something will correct, and it will hurt. But at the end, it'll be done for a reason. So, um, but yeah, less house. Uh, you know, there's things that you put out, you give to realtors like me, you give nice little graphs about at a certain interest rate, this is how much your payment's going to be on this house. And inevitably, the higher the rate, obviously, the higher the, the price. So um, yeah, it's it's not a good thing for um, buyers at, at some point, but, um, you know, it's hard to say increased interest rates aren't you know, necessarily a, a bad thing right now. I think it's probably a, a good thing in some respects for the economy moving forward. And with this correction, that's we assess um,
2: the recession uh, we can see that you know rates can continue to go up, and and I'm still going to guess them the that the high point's going to be around six six and a half uh, by the end of this year. But here's a question I really want to answer before we go: with inflation running hot, is the real estate market a refuge for investors
0: or home buyers? <laughs> I, I think yes, in the long run. Okay. I I think the more volatile the market is, your short-term gain is, you know, limited. But uh, long-term, real estate's been a pretty good thing to have. And Tom can certainly talk on that as much as anybody.
1: Well, and uh, again, I, I feel like that when we're talking about historical perspectives, that yes, real estate is a very good uh, investment tool and your personal house though keep in mind your personal house has never been an investment it's it's a money pit and i'm going to stick by that from here till eternity you know when the, my neighbors changed their house and did countertops and granite and quartz and everything else what's kelly doing with me she's going why don't we do that tommy so the reality is tommy? that.
0: tommy tommy Tommy, can you hear me oh that's about tommy
1: Tommy. (laughs) Tommy. maybe i should not have done that
0: (laughs) who are we talking about oh it's going to come back
1: who are we talking about okay Ah, geez, me and foot and mouth is my shoe size, my mouth size. But guys, Uh, I mean,
2: out there, if you've got somebody sitting on the fence, I have several people pre-approved, but they're not sure where their job's going. They're hesitant on spending that much for a home, blah, blah, blah. Is it a refuge? Is it, is it okay to go ahead and buy now? And we've already kind of brought up again, Alan, in my experience, I mean, my first home was at 13%, yours was at 14. It's never a bad time to pay yourself an investment. Now, Tom calls it, oh, excuse me, Tommy calls it a money pit. <laughs> but I'm really saying paying yourself is never a bad thing instead of paying somebody else's mortgage.
1: Which the argument can always be made that way. That, I, you know, that that's very true. When you buy an extraordinarily high pricing, though, keep in mind those people in 2005 and six and seven who wanted to sell their houses in nine, 10, and 11 couldn't do that.
2: Well, they could, but they sell it at a loss.
1: Okay. And that's the awareness I want to make with- Well, then again, every
0: investment we had back then, if you'd have sold it, would have been sold at a loss. Sure. So the argument about don't put the money in the money pit, invest it to make more money, well, people do that by buying housing. That's an investment. That's one you, way to invest. And the you have
1: are... in a portfolio too, Right. Alan point. Yeah. I, I do want to make that. I, I don't want to sound like it's a bad thing. I just want to prepare people for the fact that if you buy things at their highest, then what happens is they come down. And it takes a while for them to get back above that even with the traditional aspect that real estate's appreciated by 6% since the 1930s. So,
2: Can we so. make this statement? Yes. Even with inflation running hot, real estate market can be a refuge long-term. Absolutely.
0: In my opinion. Absolutely. I'd go you with that. i all agree with that.
2: I'd go Short-term with that. we need to watch ourselves. Short-term we need to be careful. So yeah. folks out there, yes, the market's changed. It's changed in 2022 from, from loan limits to uh, filings of certain things, to rates going up and equity in homes going up. But be aware, it's still a buyer beware and go through a a lender. You understand, even if you're offering cash go through a professional realtor, are you not overpaying or are you overpaying for a home? And how long do you plan on staying in that to get that return? And that's key right there. Overpaying is not a bad thing unless your return is 20 years from now and not
0: 20 months.
2: And so, I'm in the business yeah.
0: and I can tell you, I overpaid for the home I'm sitting in years ago. Um, before the last market crash, I overpaid for this house. But how's it looking now? Right? Long term.
2: How's it looking now? It's kind of bright in there.
0: Well, look at my office. It's all <laughs> nice. and. But yeah, well, no, my, where, no, my point is,
1: you know, there's a the thing where you're weightlifting things today.
0: Well, you missed that story. Oh, though. you missed it.
2: Go ahead and answer him.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. My point's a good one, though. About you know, if you hang on to stuff, it's good. I overpaid. It's hard to time a market. You don't know when something's going to happen, up, down, good or bad. You tr- you predict. You look at history. You look at current stats. You try to move forward, but you ultimately you can't time any market, stock market real estate market, any of the markets. So my point is I bought high. I'm in the business. I wasn't working on practicing timing the market, and getting the best deal. I was looking at trying to get the best house for my family, which we accomplished. And yes, we took a little hit at first, but it's a thing of beauty now. We've had it for 10 years. So that's my point right
2: there. Would you please tell my wife to hang on to me because I get better with age? I
0: did yesterday. It did not help. <laughs> And I'm calling Tommy's wife as soon as we hang up. Tommy's wife, yes.
1: (laughs) What have I done?
2: (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much again for kicking off 2022. I'm Blair Thomas.
1: And I'm Tom Holm.
2: I'm Alan Pace. God bless. We'll see you next time.